Hello, and welcome to the sermons of Our Savior Lutheran Church in Fort Capel, Saskatchewan. I'm Pastor Joshua Curtinbeck. Today is Sexagesima, and our Gospel reading comes from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 8th chapter. When a great crowd was gathered and people from town after town came to Jesus, he said in a parable, A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell along the path and was trampled underfoot, and the birds of the air devoured it. Some fell on the rock, and as it grew up, it withered away, because it had no moisture. And some fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up with it and choked it. And some fell into good soil and grew and yielded a hundredfold. As he said these things, he called out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And when his disciples asked him what this parable meant, he said, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God. But for others they are in parables, so that seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. Now the parable is this, the seed is the word of God, the ones sown along the path are those who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. And the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear the word, receive it with joy, but they have no root. For they believe for a while and in a time of testing fall away. And as for what fell among the thorns, they are those who hear but as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. But as for that in the good soil, they are those who, hearing the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart, and bear fruit with patience. This is the word of the Lord. Our sermon was recorded previously at our divine service. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. As more and more people began to follow Jesus, he began to speak in parables, that is, in figures of speech that use one image or story in order to talk about a truth that is beyond itself in the story. Sometimes people might think that Jesus did this to be more relevant to his hearers so that he could reach out to them better so that he could be more on their level and more approachable. However, our Lord himself tells us why he spoke in parables, and so we don't need to make any guesses. After the parable, when much of the crowd left and only those who wanted to be his students remained, they asked him what the parable meant. He responded, to you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God, but for others they are in parables, so that seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. Thus we see that our Lord did not speak in parables to make himself more relatable or more understandable, but far from that. He did it to separate those who followed him for the wrong reasons from those who earnestly sought the truth. To those who followed him for nationalistic, militaristic, or reasons to trick him up, they received only the parables, so that seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. The parables are thus a judgment on the hardness of their hearts, but for those that did not reject the Holy Spirit's work, but instead pressed towards the truth by following Jesus, it has been given to them to know the secrets of the kingdom of God. To you too, brothers and sisters, it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God. 
For he did not deny the meaning of his parables to those who came to him to ask him with a good and honest heart, but taught the meaning to his disciples. Not just the twelve, but to all who were his followers, his disciples, his students, who would sit at his feet like Mary and hear the words of eternal life which came forth from his mouth like fresh water from a spring. In the parable this morning, our Lord identifies four types of hearers of God's word. Three are incorrect and one is correct. The first type of hearers are described in the parable like so. As the sower sowed, some seed fell along the path and was trampled underfoot, and the birds of the air devoured it. Our Lord explains the meaning of the parable as follows. The ones along the path are those who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts, so that they may not believe and be saved. These are the careless hearers. They hear the word of God, that is, God's message of his will towards mankind, either in the form of the scripture, or in preaching, or in someone sharing the good news with them. But they're careless in their hearing. Their hearts are like the many paths which crisscrossed the small fields in the Levant, which farmers worked. They were hard, impenetrable, and unworked. The word is trampled underfoot by careless thoughts, dismissive attitudes, and antagonism towards God. Before long, the devil whom they serve comes along and snatches the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved, but rather they may continue in their state of condemnation with him brought about by their own sin. The second group of hearers is described in the parable as falling on the rock, and as it grew, it withered away, because it had no moisture. This is how our Lord interprets this for us. And the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear the word, receive it with joy. But they have no root. They believe for a while, and in the time of testing, fall away. This is the first of the three groups of hearers that actually do come to faith. Our Lord says of the first group that the word is taken away from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. This group, however, receives the word with joy. And from what he said earlier, we can safely say that they also believe and so are saved. In fact, he says as much because he says they believe for a while. This little phrase is enough to dismiss those that would say that if any person falls away, they must have never actually believed in the first place. To such people, our Lord says, no, they believed for a while. If they had died before they fell away, they would have been saved, for we are saved by grace through faith. But alas, although they did believe for a time, in a time of testing, they fell away. And so these hearers are inconstant. Like seeds that fall in rocky soil, they grow up with vigor, but dry up and wither in the heat of the sun. The, that is, they receive the word with joy. They believe the word which is received and creates faith in their hearts, and they thus trust Christ as their Savior. But when 
the time of testing comes, and this time may come in many and various ways, they fall away. It may be from persecution in many forms, including from governments or employers, but even from family and friends. Wherever there is pressure from others to deny, abandon, or renounce the faith under threat of death, imprisonment, unemployment, or even those sharp and painful accusations from loved ones that say we don't love or support them because of our faith. It could come in the form of affliction or chronic illness that has no cure, a particularly difficult disease or a disease or illness of the mind. Maybe the time of testing mentioned is having to see another undergo or to suffer an unexpected death. No matter what the time of testing is, because they have no root, they do not remain steadfast, but instead wither and fall away from the faith that they once held. May God keep us from this. The next group of hearers is described like this in our parable. And some fell among thorns, and thorns grew up with it and choked it. This, our Lord says, refers to those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. They, too, receive the word. They, too, are given the gift of saving faith, yet eventually they do not take their faith seriously. This group of hearers does not focus on the Lord, on his word, and on his sacraments, they do not desire to continue to learn and grow and deepen their faith. Instead, they continue in this life distracted and maybe even focusing on those things which the world does, on getting ahead in their chosen field, in making sure they keep up with the Joneses, etc. This type of hearer is concerned not with the things of God, but with the pursuits, passions, and pleasures of the world. If they're faced with two choices, one worldly and one spiritual, the worldly one wins because the heart is ultimately set on that. Their cares are not about seeking who, how they may serve their neighbor, but ensuring that they always have more and more. This fans the desire for riches and seeking out the pleasures of this life. These things choke the faith which the Word has created and so their fruit does not mature. May God also preserve us from this. Thus, our Lord describes the three wrong types of hearers, but then he moves on to the correct hearing of the word. Some seed fell into good soil and grew and yielded a hundredfold. This is how our Lord describes these last correct hearers of his word. As for what is in the good soil, they are those who, hearing the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart, and bear fruit with patience. Thus, to be a correct hearer of the word, one is to hold fast in the midst of trials, persecutions, afflictions, and temptation. There is a God-given patience to which they hold on to the word and faith in their hearts amidst all of these times. Such a one bears fruit in the form of good works, which Crucify the flesh and serve the neighbor. Do not be fooled, though, brothers and sisters. Such a person and such a heart can only exist 
through the grace of God working through the word. Yes, only God can do this. No one can be good soil on their own. No heart by nature is open and accepting of God. If not for God's grace, we would all be like the first type of hearer. For all are born in sin, and since the fall, by nature all are children of wrath. All hearts are closed off to him. All serve the devil because of sin. The Lord, however, working through the Holy Spirit, through his word, is able to break through the hard ground and work the soil and to prepare it to receive the word. So that having the word planted in such good soil, it may manifest the inherent power within itself to both bring forth faith and growth. If we rely on ourselves to do this, we'll find that we come up short. We cannot make faith. We cannot prepare ourselves. We cannot trust in ourselves in order to save ourselves. We can only trust in the Lord. He is the strength of all who trust in him. He is the one who makes the word living and active. He is the one who makes the heart good soil by his own indwelling. For by faith God himself dwells in his people whom he has justified. And so he begins to sanctify and change us, conforming us to the image of his Son. And it also must be made known, brothers and sisters, that all the other hearers in this parable are not beyond saving. If you recognize yourself in any of the earlier hearers, there is hope. Do not despair, but repent. Know that the Lord is able to soften the heart, to remove the stones and tend the soil, to pull up the thorns that choke and by his spirit direct you away from the cares of the world and towards himself. If you see another in this whom you love, do not despair, but continue rather to bring the word to them. Encourage them, be with them, for God works through the means of his word by his spirit to bring about his will. No preaching or sharing the word is ever in vain. And so, brothers and sisters, let us apply ourselves to those means which he has appointed for the strengthening of our faith, that we, by his grace, may hold fast to his word with patience, cling to him by faith, so that, believing, we may be saved. For he has granted us his word, that we may apply ourselves to it, be refreshed by it, and find growth and the strengthening of our faith. For God's word is not simply words like any other, but are words which he has filled with his spirit and through which he works to create and sustain faith. Let us always seek where he has promised to be by his word, where it is preached and taught in the fullness and truth that he may also work in us by his spirit. Let us seek him where he may be found, repenting of and confessing our sins that we may receive his forgiveness as we trust in his promises so that the word may be effective in our hearts. Let us come in humility and repentance to his table where he places before us his body and blood which he offered once for all on the cross as an offering for sin so that receiving him with faith in the words given and shed for you, we may receive the gifts of forgiveness, life, and salvation. 
Let us pray that he keeps us steadfast in his word, so that by his grace we may face all trials and temptations with patience, and that at the last bring forth the fruit of faith in a hundredfold to the glory of his name. May God grant this to us all. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.